Haya Talk, Monday to Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. Tonight we're talking about bad debt and ways in which we can handle it. Our guest this evening is Benay Sagar, head of Debt Busters. And we're talking about the situation right now. The number of South African consumers seeking help to manage debt soared in the first quarter of this year with inquiries as South Africa's largest debt counsellor up 31% compared to the same period in 2020. And of course, we do know that we've been through a tumultuous year. It's been um, hectic on all fronts for so many people, people losing their jobs, unemployment um, uh, rising, and uh, also people having to deal with half pay, having a cut in their salary, you know, all because as a result of COVID. But we do know that we did have a bit of a debt situation before all of that. I think it just got compounded. A very good evening to you, Benet. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Thank you for having me on the show. So, Benet, take us through what the situation is looking like at this point. Yeah, so every quarter at Debtbusters, we look at the incoming group of uh, debt counseling clients and we do, uh, we look at, across them uh, for an, a number of uh, parameters. So one is what happens to their income, the other one is what happens to their debt and various other things. So the the report that we just published is for Q1 2021 and we're comparing it to similar periods in the previous years. Um, and what we see is uh, from an income perspective, the income Coming a group of consumers, when you compare their average income to five years ago, the incoming group of consumers five years ago, the net incomes have not really gone up significantly. It's up by about 7%. But when you factor in the impact of inflation over that period, which is more about 24%, actually net incomes have gone a bit backwards, about 17% poorer, if you will, um, compared to the cohort that we had taken in five years ago. So that was a bit of a shock to us. uh, and, And, you know, we didn't really anticipate it to be like that. Um, we've also seen, as you said, uh, more than 30% increase in terms of the inquiries of consumers who are looking for solutions like mm. debt counseling. And the other finding was, um, you know, what happens with the lack of income growth? And it seems like consumers are supplementing this by essentially tapping into what we call unsecured credit, which is combination of personal loans, overdraft facilities, uh, store cards, credit cards, and the like. And it seems like that uh, the average unsecured debt level of uh, this cohort compared to five years ago is more than 50% higher. So if, in other words, if, uh, you know, someone came to us with 100 rands worth of debt five years ago, a comparable person today has 156 rands worth of debt, which is a lot more than the inflation mm-hmm. increase and significantly more than the income increase. So that leads us to basically conclude that South Africans are essentially making up for the shortfall by tapping into unsecured credit. Which is a real concern. Um, but just going back to what you were talking about, about, you know, although nominal income is 7% higher, when we look back and you factor in inflation, real incomes have shrunk by 17% in five years. You yeah, said that, you're, that that really took you all by surprise. Why? Yeah, what was the reasoning behind that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, we, we our surprise is uh, we expected that income growth would be significantly more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because you know when you look when we look around ourselves I and mean, I think it's true for all the listeners as well the things that we spend the most money on the most significant things electricity petrol have actually gone up substantially more than the 24% over the last five year period so in fact I think the picture we're painting is almost um, probably not the worst picture <laughs> that might be out there I think mm. for many more consumers you also alluded uh, rightfully so I mean one of the reasons in terms of the lack of income growth was the fact that a lot of consumers had to take a pay cut um, over the course of the last 12 months. Uh, I mean, I myself don't know anyone who hasn't had to do that mm. um, or, you know, unfortunately lose their jobs, which is a worse scenario than having to take a pay cut. But that also has had an impact in, some, in terms of consumers' average income levels. If you've just joined us, we're talking about debt and I'm talking to Benay Saga, head of Debt Busters. Give us a call if you want to join this conversation or if you have any questions, the number is 086-00-00959. Okay, so if we're looking at the situation, right, and we're also talking about the fact that 31%, there's a 31% increase in people inquiring. This should be looked at as positive news because people are trying to fix this situation. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I do agree. I, I mean, one thing I have to state is South Africa has an excellent uh, debt counseling system. And we actually have a very strong National Credit Act as it comes to protecting the consumers. And one of the benefits of our National Credit Act is the provision to help consumers when they struggle with their debt, which is the debt counseling provision. And I think it's often not well known and certainly not um, not widely known by the consumers that we look at uh, what we spend our money as consumers and, you know, for us, the consumers who came to us, you would see that about 60% of their net income, what they're taking home, had to be spent on debt repayments. And I'm sure there are many more consumers out there in a similar situation. And often consumers think, well, you know, this is not something I can do anything about, even though it's the single largest expense. And what we're trying to change the conversation to is that uh, that's not true. It is something we can do um, something about. It is, uh, you know, with, with the help of debt counseling, you can actually restructure this debt and make it more affordable for you as a consumer. So we think it's positive news that many more South Africans are taking uh, the challenge to also be more up to date um, in terms of their finances and take the appropriate steps to explore what options are available to them. Can you give us a, uh, the overall uh, the overall picture in terms of how many people are in debt? Do we have a percentage there or in active? What I know you have different groupings in active debt. Yeah, so I think if you look at the landscape of South African uh, credit market, we have about 26, 27 million consumers who are what we call the credit active, mm. meaning they have at some point in the in the past, they have taken out either a cell phone account or an insurance or credit account or a combination of one of the three. And that co- correlates pretty well with the number of adults 18 years plus in terms of the population. However, um, if you look at the number of consumers within that who are uh, up to date with their payments, it's about 15 million. So there's about 10 million consumers who are very much behind in terms of their payments, uh, three or more payments behind. So th- that um, that group is very significant. Now, if you look at how many of those have taken advantage of something like debt counseling, over the last decade, it's less than a million. So less than 10% have actually explored this mm. um, opportunity that's available to them. And I think, you know, for every consumer, it's important they know that this is an option.
Why do you think that is? Do you think that there's just not enough awareness? Because we also know that debt counselling can be, you know, some people feel like, you know, there's two sides to it. And it can, if it can go very wrong for you, you can get, um, you know, your, 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 you, you basically listed for many years and you're unable to secure any further credit. Why, why do you think, well, what's the main reason for this? Why is there such a, a limited take up? So firstly, uh, you know, debt counselling, as you say, it's not that well known and it's uh, it's one of the things that is, uh, one needs to do a bit of research to understand it and, you know, look up for yourself mm. so in terms of information available. And we are trying to change that conversation. And another reason is the one that you also mentioned. Um, when you sign up to debt counselling, one of the conditions for the creditors to accept you is that um, you would not be able to take out further credit while you're under debt mm. counselling. And, and the reason behind that is creditors want to see that you will pay the debt you owe back first before you're allowed to take out new credit. And often that's a deterrent for many consumers because they don't want to necessarily close the taps, if you will, um, you know, while they're repaying their debt. So that's that's one of the probably significant deterrents when it comes to consumers. With that said, I mean, there are many benefits. Most of our consumers would see their average interest rates go something like from 21% to less than 2%. Mm. And if you think about the fact that most of the debt we have now um, in South Africa is unsecured debt, really high interest rate for most consumers is 21, 22, 23 percent. Um, we end up paying more than double of what we originally borrowed by the time we finish paying. If you're able to reduce that to one or two percent, that's significant savings for consumers that they can take advantage of uh, while they're under the program. I'm talking to Bene Sagar and he is uh, the head of Debt Busters. Uh, give us a call if you have any questions. The number zero eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. 959 I'd like, to, uh, like to bring in our other guest uh, this evening, Mahauta Mpashlele, founder and CEO of Ituseng Credit Solutions. A very good evening to you. Thanks so much for your time. Good evening and uh, hello to the listeners. Mahauta, would you agree that there still needs to be a lot more education around debt counselling because this is a very good option for a lot of people to get out of their debt to actually hold on to, you know, some of their big assets, you know, like like a property, your home. Is, is, is there a problem around education? Well, for me, I would say there needs to be education and more awareness around the different options that are available uh, if you're over-indebted because debt counselling is not the only option Mm -hmm. and debt counselling also has other dependencies. It is not for everybody. Not every account can go under debt counselling. Not everybody can go under debt counselling. And there are long-term implications that people should understand. So for me, it is important that people understand all the different options that are available to them to weigh up the advantages and the disadvantages of each option and then take an option that would suit their personal and financial circumstances because you can still protect your assets without even going under debt counseling. So for me, you need to know all the options. Okay, take us through the different ones, right? We have debt counseling, we have debt review and debt consolidation. Debt review and debt counseling is the same thing. It's just called it's just different, a, names. A different names. Right. Okay, look. The, the most important people uh, thing people need to know is that 
you can negotiate with your creditors by yourself, but you need to do it very early on. If you anticipate that you are going to have problems paying your debts, the first thing is to look at your budget and change your lifestyle and see if you can reduce unnecessary expenses. If that doesn't work, don't avoid the calls from your credit providers. Do talk to them, explain your situation, and try and make an arrangement. If that doesn't work and your income has reduced to an extent where you cannot pay maybe, let's say, 50% of your monthly installments, then you can consider debt counseling. And debt counseling, you need to understand that you need to take action in time because if an account has already been handed over, legal action has taken place, that account cannot go under debt counseling. So you need to go under debt counseling in time and you need to have affordability because you, the, 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 the amount that you need to repay to creditors needs to be uh, reasonable. So it's not everybody who has that level of affordability to go under that counseling. That consolidation is when uh, you get a new loan that pays off all your accounts and you then owe one credit provider. But that also needs to be done in time because they, they apply the same affordability assessment for a consolidation loan. So your credit bureau status needs to be good. You still need to, need to have affordability so that they are not reckless in their lending. Got you. Uh, Mahauta, when is, I mean, when do you decide? When you, when you, when you say that, you know, you, you cannot leave it for too long, you need to get there in time, how do you know when it's time? It's time when at the end of the month, when you do your budget, you have a deficit. Your income is less than your expenses that would include your debts. So what usually happens then is that you pay this one this month and then skip another one and pay them next month. So your income, has, and, and there are different reasons why your income can be more than your expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you We've seen with the pandemic, people have been retrenched, people didn't get bonuses, people did, didn't get salary increases, people got pay cuts, divorce can impact. There are so many things that can impact on your income and you can see immediately that, you know what, I cannot afford what I used to afford anymore. I cannot afford to buy food. I cannot afford to pay petrol, school fees, and all of those things and still pay my debts. Once you reach that stage, don't, because we see a lot of consumers, they procrastinate mm. and they don't take action in time. They are shy. They don't answer calls from their credit providers. Actually, that is the best because I've, I'm a registered debt counselor. I've been through the same. I was retrenched before. And immediately I was retrenched, I got my Section 189 notice. I went to my creditors and said, I've received this notice. Mm. I cannot afford to pay you the full installment anymore. If you have a valid reason, they will reduce your installments. And they did that without any problem. I reduced my car. My bond was restructured. I paid less. And when my, when my circumstances changed, I went back.
Yeah, it's always, you know, you know, we tend to think that if we, you know, avoid them, they will just go away or they will leave you alone for that time and come back at a later stage. But, you know, they come back at a later stage and they come back with a bigger problem sitting on your hands. Benet, I want to bring you back in. We're seeing a marked interest, uh, a marked increase rather in people calling in to find out about debt counseling are they asking about how to go about it or are they asking to take up that option it's really finding out about the solution um i think often as my I fully agree with my what my colleague said i think uh, you know it's an educational process and mm. They consider it as, as rightfully so, one of the options available to to consumers. And you know what you and what what ends up happening is, uh, you know, most of the consumers would get the information, think about it, and what we always tell them is exactly as as my colleague said, do mm. not wait too long because often you can see like the, the the danger signs. You know, when you look at the monthly expenditures and when you look at the credit report and when you look at the incomes. So consumers are essentially trying to find out more about this option and and find out whether it's something that's applicable to them. Like we said, it's not for everybody. Mm. Um, Not everybody is over-indebted with the technical definition, you know, in terms of to qualify for debt counseling. But it's it's important that I think people are aware of the range of options uh, available to them when it comes to sort of paying their debt. In terms of taking up going under debt review, how long does the process take? How long will you be listed where, where you won't be allowed to take on any further credit? This depends very much on the level of debt that, that the person has. And, uh, you know, as my colleague said, affordability, which is how much they can afford to pay towards their debt repayments on a monthly basis. And the agreement with the credit providers. But if I had to give a, a range, uh, I mean, it's normally between three to five years, I would say, depending on the type of debt and, you know, how much the person can afford. Some are shorter, some are longer. But uh, I think the important thing to to point out is this is not a quick fix. It's mm. a it's a long it's a long term solution and it requires commitment from consumers. They need to be fully engaged. They need to be uh, talking to someone who's a registered debt counselor, uh, you know, uh, uh, by the by the NCR and someone who's going to provide them the support along the way. It's not something that you can finish in three months or you know four months. But we're looking at sort of multiple years. So I think the consumers who have the right mindset that they will take the long term you to tackle this problem of clearing their debt, they do really well under debt counseling because they see through the benefits. Consumers who kind of may maybe rush into it or haven't thought through the, the implications that well um, generally do struggle in terms of finishing the program. Makhata, very quickly before I let you go, um, if, if somebody does decide to go under debt review and uh, their circumstances changes after a year or two, um, you know, initially they would have been told it's going to take you about five or six years until you complete this. But after year two, their circumstances have changed. They are able to pay everything off. Does that mean that uh, their entire credit score gets reviewed, that they are able to get back into the market to take out credit? Um, would that actually clear their name? 
You are able to get back into the market once you've repaid all your unsecured debt and a vehicle if it was included and you've been issued with a clearance certificate. If you are not able to settle the debts but your financial circumstances have changed, unfortunately you have to go to court to be declared not over indebted anymore. So that is why it is important when you decide to go under debt counseling to determine if your financial problems are long term or just short term, you know, you are on maternity leave, you can't be able to pay for three months or so mm. on. Because like my colleague has said, this is a long term solution, very difficult to get out once you are in. And and, and I blame other debt counselors for not explaining enough to consumers yeah. and pushing them into the process. And we get a lot of queries and complaints of consumers who did not understand. A good debt counselor, and I think that pastors is, will explain to you the ins and outs of getting in, getting out the financial implications so that you make an informed decision. And be very careful. It doesn't mean that someone is registered is good. Yep. Good advice. I think we can all do our own research as well. Mahauta, thank you very much for your time this evening. Mahauta Mpashlele is the founder and CEO of Ituseng Credit Solutions. We also had Bene Saga, head of Debt Busters on the line. Thank you both for joining uh, me this evening. Kaya Talk, Monday to Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. on Kaya 959. On the street, on the air.